<laughs> Welcome to the late, late show. <laughs> While Cotter is uh, coughing. Welcome to the late, late show with Stephen Colbert. Welcome. Welcome. Ooh, yeah. Stephen Colbert hosts the late show, not the late, late show. I, I do not watch any of them. I just know <sighs> that he is a late show host, uh, whether it's it could be it could be the Im- indomitably late show and I, I would still probably say Stephen Colbert because I don't care about the other ones. He's the late show. James Corden was the late late show. Gotcha. Jimmy Kimmel hosts the Jimmy Kimmel show. Hmm. Jimmy Fallon is on the Tonight Show. Gotcha. And um Seth Myers is late night. Okay. Late night with Seth Myers. Uh, I don't know uh, Seth Myers. I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Not a, I don't really know Jimmy Kimmel either. Excuse me. Um, and James Corden can suck a duck. So the only one I care about is Steve Colbert. <laughs> Fair. Seth Myers is the one I mainly watch. I also okay. don't like Jimmy Fallon. Stephen Colbert is okay. It's not like mm-hmm. I, I don't like him. I yeah. preferred him on the Colbert Report, mainly because of the the satire that came with that. Yeah. Now he's more bu- blunt with what he uh, believes, which is fine. I don't yeah. fully disagree with what he believes in. I just like the satire and the character mm-hmm. he played on the Colbert Report. Jimmy Kimmel is okay, depending on what he's talking about. Um, but there is a new late night show that I'm very much enjoying Okay, called after midnight which is a like sibling reboot sort of like spiritual reboot of at midnight okay which was the game show on comedy central where comedians made fun of things on the internet for points it's basically the same show except the old one was hosted by chris hardwick this yeah. one is now hosted by taylor tomlinson and it's oh it's, she's funny yeah and it's called after midnight because this one is on after midnight because it's after Colbert's show on CBS now. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't really watch a lot of those uh, like late night talk shows um, very often. I see clips a lot on TikTok. That's about all I see. Um, I'm not usually up past ten o'clock because I'm <laughs> old. Same. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have cable, so it's not like I'm sitting down to watch the Tonight Show when it comes on. That's I watch, I watch Seth Meyers bits online. Yeah, fair. I, I really should. I, I should get into some, some nice little like I, I was watching the Daily Show for a while, but then I moved and stopped watching it entirely. I just, Trevor Noah is not a bad comedian. Um, I just don't like his. His delivery on things, and it, it, it's probably because I was such a huge fan of John Stewart. Yeah, um, and it was I such a change. It was such a change when he when he um, handed it over to Trevor Noah, um, and it, it it just didn't feel the same, which is fine. Not yeah. every show is is going to be for me, and that's fine. Um, and um, I still watch John Stewart's content. He had a show on Apple called The Problem With for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, late night is such a weird thing, yeah. especially because the best late night host ever no longer is a host. Um, and that was Conan O'Brien. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he's good. Um, 
I not only did he good do good at the monologue, his um his remote bits anytime like he was like out in the office, like just interacting with his employees, it was hysterical. Mm. And it was cool that he was like, Hey, you guys are funny. There's there's a good interaction I can have with you. Let me platform you guys and not just this be about me. Sorry. Got that pneumonia. <laughs> Um, one thing Conan always did was he wasn't afraid to be the butt of the joke. Yeah. And I think that improved his likability tenfold. Yeah. Um, and he also just was very good at interviewing. Um, it never felt like he had to like force people to want to be there. And like if he if he ever did, never really saw them on the show again. Like it's not yeah. like he only surrounded himself with his friends, but like he surrounded himself with people that were going to like give him something in return to play off of. Um, and that, that was really good. Yeah. I, I have an idea and I think, I think we should do it. Um, I think we should release this episode at 9 PM <laughs> instead of 9 AM. Like we normally do on Sundays. I think there will be riots, <laughs> <laughs> but it would be so good. Cause they'd be like, where's the show? I mean the the thirty five regular listeners will be like, okay. "Where's the show?" <laughs> and they'll um, be like freaking out. And then when we release it at nine, they'll they'll be like, "Oh, okay, it's good." And then they'll realize it's a late night show uh, because we recorded it at freaking midnight. <laughs> this is after midnight. It is. <laughs> um, real quick, sorry. Uh, welcome to the Garlic Boys podcast, where we treat friendship like a good recipe treats garlic. You can never have too much of it. We're your hosts. I'm Connor O'Connor. And I'm Scott Pilgrim, and somehow I got the hottest girl on the entire planet to date me and fall in love with me. How did that happen? I don't know. But that's me, Scott Scott Pilgrim. The I only thing that's, that's weird about the situation is that he's Canadian. Because Michael Sarah, I don't think he's weird looking. Michael Sarah is a weird looking guy. Great actor. I love everything that Michael Sarah's been in. Uh, but like his four to um help me out here. I know her name. Why well, can't it's midnight? That's why I can't think of it, but uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Cool. Uh, I was gonna be honest with you. I was texting someone and did not hear half of what you just said to me. So when you when you looked at me and asked me what it was her name, I was like, "This could be literally any person." <laughs> Michael Sarah's like maybe four to Mary Elizabeth Winstead's like eleven. Uh, not really, not really comparable. When you compare, yes, she is incredibly <laughs> hot, and he is just average, right? But like. Come on, Michael Sarah's not an ugly guy. He's a little funny looking, in my opinion. He's not he's not like the conventionally attractive man. He's not somebody that I would step out of my bounds as a straight man to to be attracted to, to to fall in love with, if you will. Now this this is actually very good that you you bring up the idea of conventionally attractive men, especially in the context of what this movie is deep down, which is just a rom com. Yeah. Um, I saw a post today that was talking about how um, 
uh who was it? there was oh um there's there's somebody that's that's going to be like the lead in a new rom-com movie and people were asking like if it if he has the acting chops for it, or like if he is if he's hot enough and somebody was like taking um taking the back by it and be like the modern day rom-com is just ruined by the idea of if somebody is attractive enough to be the male lead because of like Matthew McConaughey's few years run uh, in it, or like Glenn Powell's more recent um, idea of uh, what it means to be a male lead in a rom-com. If you look at Patrick Dempsey, right. But if you look at some of the more like, I think top tier rom-coms, like um, he mentions when Harry met Sally, Billy Crystal's not a heartthrob. <laughs> Billy, he, he's five seven and he's balding. Like no one's like breaking down doors to be with Billy Crystal, but that's what makes it more real and like yeah. makes it like oh she like they're truly in love. Um, I I agree. Uh, like anybody can fall in love, and and it it could be the main they could be the main characters in any movie. Uh, I just think it's a it, it's a little. Okay, it's a little shallow of me. I'm I'm a piece of garbage for for saying that Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Michael Sarah as the characters in the movie could not realistically be together. But but man, man, come on. I mean it's 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 heartening. It's a little heartening because and I'm obviously taken. Everybody knows that, ladies and gentlemen, and everything all around. Uh, I'm taken, you know, this, um, but a guy like me, like me, like, like I'm comparable to Michael Sarah. I think, I, I think obviously not the fame, but like the looks, I feel like I'm comparable. Definitely not Matt. I think you don't understand that you're hot and that's, I'm that's upsetting like this is one of the things that i hate most about you is that Ouch. you don't understand how hot you are oh i'm sorry hold on hold on <laughs> like 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 sorry, you don't seem to get that in 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 our partnership and like our relationship you are the mary elizabeth winstead and i am the michael sarah and so you can't say like sometimes it's unrealistic for like the ugly guy to get the hot girl that's what happened with our friendship. I got the hot girl. <laughs> Guys, did you hear that? I'm the hot girl of this relationship. <laughs> I, I'm the fugly four <laughs> kicking it with the slam and hottie, and people are going, Why is that working? Oh, I I don't know. You um you are attractive. I, I like I am I, a duff. A dumb ugly <laughs> the designated ugly fat friend. Okay. Um no. I think you I think you are attractive. And what makes you and I'm talking I'm talking like not shallow attractiveness. You know what I mean? Like like who you are as a person. Attractive. Does that make sense? Like I think. That, I'm not hot. It's my confidence and personality that you're attracted to. Oh, baby, there you go. <laughs> you're an insult, Matt. <laughs> I need you to understand. You lit I literally said, I'm not hot. I have a good personality. And guess what? Listen, Nobody likes personality. Uh, 
everybody likes personality. Uh, listen, when what you... I've done is the the way I get hot people to like me is I became funny because when you laugh, yeah. you instinctively close your eyes a little bit more, and the less you conceive me, the more I'm uh, more you want to be around me. <laughs> and so, if she's always laughing, she can't see what uh, what kind of a raw deal she got. You're an amazing man, Connor. You're an amazing man. Think about if I wasn't hindered. If you were you would be a god. You you would be you would be pushing them off in droves, man. If I wasn't morbidly obese, if I didn't have high blood pressure, if my knees worked perfectly, if I wasn't in constant <laughs> pain in my ankle, if my eyes both worked right, if I wasn't depressed in like whatever other like messed up stuff I have in my brain, if I didn't yeah. have all of those things hindering me. Think about unstoppable. how unstoppable I would be. Unstoppable. I I always think I always think like um so obviously my social awkwardness has hindered my dating life for all of my life. Um and I was going somewhere with this, lost the train. Um just full stop my social awkwardness if, has hindered me. I life. if I didn't have uh such crippling social anxiety. Um, then man, I think we'd be an unstoppable team. See, I think I need more social anxiety. <laughs> no, you don't. It's I, not because fun. there are times I've been in a situation where I know everyone wants me to stop, <laughs> but like, I'm like, I'm having fun. <laughs> I used yeah. to make scenes in the cafeteria, not like throwing temper tantrums and stuff, but like, I would be having fun. Because I knew how much it upset other people at the table. Yeah. I was like, well, I like the attention. And they hate it. I find that funny. Um, I know we've broached this subject subject before, but that could be an autism trait. <laughs> like I, I, I'm not saying you do have it, but we have, we have, we have encroached on this subject multiple times. <laughs> That very well sounds like it could be an autism trait. Matt, not everything has to be autism. I know that. I know I can that. Just be quirky, please. <laughs> um, you know what? You're right. You're quirky. You don't have autism. I don't know who 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 am I to say? Uh, we're just we don't have the right to to make the diagnosis. You know, I. I should have gone for psychology because now I'm regretting all of my life choices and all the money I spent. Hey, if you were just a little bit more clever, you could have. I could have. I'm thinking about going back for forensic psychology or forensic uh, science, though. Speaking of clever. <laughs> right. I didn't want to talk about my possible aspirations. It's fine. Do you want to talk about your possible aspirations? I I just said I don't want to. So no. Well, the tone you're you're coming at it with a tone, and <laughs> it you get <laughs> sassy after midnight. <laughs> I get a little loopy after midnight, uh, as if I was drunk. Listen, folks, you know how we usually make the bit that we're in a warehouse somewhere at four a.m. We're not joking. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take a picture, and this is gonna be uh, something I post on Instagram. Oh no. This is a picture of Matt while we're recording, and it says 1227 AF. <laughs> I promise you, it's too late at night for us to be doing this. Yeah. And we both worked today. And I work tomorrow. 
and so do I. 5 a.m. <laughs> Anyways, you ready for the Clever Boy quiz? I'm ready. <laughs> oh, that's Monopoly Go. You still have that game? I'm crushing it, dude. Oh, my lord, dude. Alrighty. Today's quiz is called... <clears throat> Sorry, I spaced out for a second. Was that the name of the That's quiz? That's the name of the quiz, yeah. <laughs> See, I wrote it down. That's awesome. Are the answers there? You want to put that back up for a second? Absolutely not. Today's <laughs> quiz is going to be all about space and help narrow it down a little bit better. The celestial bodies that can be found within space. Ah, beans. Okay. What do you mean beans? I just narrowed it down from the infinite void to just the things within space. Art, yeah, but you're... All right, I got this. I love space. I know you love space. That's why I made this made this quiz for you. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, you're going to make me second guess all my knowledge about space. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to be sad. Hold on, I have actual nothing prepared. That's okay. Did you know they uh, they got a better picture of the black hole that's in our solar system? I did not. Yeah, they got... So they had a decent picture uh, like a year or two ago. And then with the same telescope, they were able to get a better picture. Although it's not that much better. I don't know what the hype is about. Uh, it's just like a fraction clearer. And it ain't great. Hey, any clearer is still progress within the uh, the space community. Very true. Very true. Already, I'm ready. Question number one. Okay. What is the sixth planet in our solar system? The oh, I got this. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn. Final answer. Yeah, because the sun's not a planet. Yeah, Saturn. Final answer. That is correct. Yeah, it is. And I did not just, uh, definitely did not just cut out space of me double checking to see if I had the right, right answer. Oh, okay. Hold on. Before we continue, I want to share this with you. Okay. Because it's now on my mind. Share. Okay. So this was the original black hole images. Okay. Uh-huh. This is the new one. Yeah, it's clearer. I mean, a little bit, I guess. There's three light sources instead of just the one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it all goes when they get better images. Sorry. Continue with the quiz, sir. Alrighty. Question number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Listen carefully. I am. A rocky ball of ice zooms through space, smashes into an asteroid, and breaks pieces off and eventually makes its way to Earth's atmosphere and burns up upon entry. Does this sentence describe A, a meteor, B, a comet, or C, an asteroid? It describes... Okay. It, okay. A comet. Final answer. Final answer? Yeah. I'm sorry, Matt. That is incorrect. It is A, a meteor. Really? 
A meteor is what happens when a small piece of an asteroid or a comet called a meteoroid burns up upon the entry into Earth's atmosphere. Mm, okay. Um, this definition comes directly from NASA.gov. I tried to get most of my information from that website just to have like factual. I know what I'm, not, I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> or at least NASA knows what they're talking about. Right. From what I can tell, the difference between a comet and an asteroid is an asteroid is a metallic and rocky structure, okay. and a comet is ice and rocky structure. And yeah. so it started out as a comet, crashed into an asteroid, and broke up like the broken pieces of it entered into Earth's atmosphere and burnt up, and that made it a meteor. Gotcha. Okay. See, the icy thing, I was like, yeah, that's definitely a comet, but I. Yeah, makes sense. It all makes sense now. I, I purposely wrote it that way, and so like it could point to any of the three. Yeah. But the specific language of it burning up in the atmosphere made it a meteor. Okay. Cool beans. The more you know. Hey, if, if this quiz helps anyone learn anything, I feel like I'm doing the Lord's work here. Yeah. You're, you're at least doing the universes. Yeah. Praise be to Alex Trebek. Uh, number three. Uh, which planet has the most moons? Is that you, you? You you said that as if there was more of a question. Yes, I decided to leave that as a bonus on this one. Okay, um, I am pretty sure Jupiter has the most moons because I'm pretty sure it has like four. Uh, that's going to be my final answer. Final answer. Okay, so that is incorrect. Dang it! Um, and you thought Jupiter had four moons? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not even going to offer this bonus point to you because the, I don't think there's a way you're going to get it. The answer is Saturn. Really? Okay. It has the most with 145. Hot diggity dang. Wow. The bonus I, is going to be to the nearest five. How many moons do you think it has? That's a lot of moons. I didn't know it had that many. Mm -hmm. really? Jupiter has way more than four, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Number four. What constitutes a moon? I, I'm not gonna say just in case I wrote a question on that. I don't remember if I did, but then we can we can look it up afterwards. All right, we'll get there. Uh, number four, true or false? Pluto made an estimated 3.6 rotations around the sun between being discovered and subsequently losing its planetary status. Dang. Um. 3.6 rotations around the sun. I'm I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure it is a bit slower just because of its uh distance from the sun. I did say an estimated. Right, right. So like 3.6, I think, makes sense because it wasn't a planet for super long. Um, and if it was much slower, then... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with true. 
true on that one. Final answer. Final answer. Matt, that is incorrect. Dang it. Pluto's orbit takes 248 years to go around the sun. So it didn't even make one full rotation? No, it was discovered in 1930. It hasn't even been discovered for 100 years yet. So it's not even halfway through its rotation cycle from when it was discovered. Wow, that's insane. I didn't mm -hmm. know it. Took, I, I knew it took longer. Again, gravity, uh, like gravitational pull and you know all that jazz. But um, I didn't realize it took that long. That's That's crazy. We didn't even we didn't even give crazy. Pluto. We didn't even give <laughs> Pluto a full rotation, you monsters. You absolute garbage human beings. Sorry, I have a lot of respect for NASA, but I'm mad. I fully anticipated you going on a, a Pluto rant, so <laughs> You had no idea that I would go on a Pluto rant. I should have oh, worn really? my, I should have worn my Pluto t-shirt. Oh, you didn't think I, I was gonna figure you would uh ride or die for Pluto? Huh. Question number five. What's the <laughs> name of Pluto's largest moon? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. I have no idea. I don't keep track of moons. Like like you said, there's like 145 of them on Saturn. That's that's crazy. Pluto has four moons. <laughs> Pluto has four moons. Jeez. Okay. Phobos. Final answer. I'm making up an. I'm making up a uh, Greek name. Yes. Final answer. Well, most of the planets are Roman. Here. Let me give you a clue. Cool. Most of the planets are named after Roman gods. Yes. I mean, Phobos is technically a uh, Latin root. So, I spoke, so spoke Latin in Rome. Pluto is Hades. Who? Hades. Okay. Yeah. So the moon surrounding Hades uh, slash Pluto would probably be like Persephone. Maybe. Uh, I don't know any other. Uh, oh, like Prometheus or someone like in the underworld that is, you know, stuff like that. I don't know that that's all Greek stuff. I, I, I don't know the Rome equivalent. I don't think I'm gonna get this, so it might just have to be a forfeit. All right. Well, I'll take Phobos as your as your final answer then. If that's now. Right. I, I hope you realize at this point that that is incorrect. Yes. Uh, now, don't yell at me. Okay. I didn't name it. Okay. Pluto's largest moon is named Chiron. Chiron? Oh, yes. see, that actually makes sense. But that's Greek. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the part that I thought you were going to yell at me for. Because I know it's Greek and not the Roman name. Unless the Roman name is the same. It it very well could be, I guess. Uh, if for those of you who don't know, in Greek mythology, Charon is the uh, the the boat, I guess, uh, the ferryman that uh, goes takes the lost or the dead souls into the underworld, um, and then from there they are essentially processed. 
um, into the different afterlife realms of the underworld. Um, with Elysium and Tartarus and the Asphodel fields, I believe. Um, lots of areas, depending on how good of a hero slash human being you were. Um, yeah, so that's Charon, the boat guy. Um, I was wrong in one aspect. Uh, Pluto has five moons. Oh, man. I expected more from you. How did I got all this information from NASA? Got it all wrong. How can I believe anything you say from here on out? So it looks like the Roman version. I don't know if there is a Roman version for Chiron. There's, I feel like there's gotta be though. Like he he the the, the Rome has an underworld or something equivalent to that, like a, a hell or a, a after death place. He he was just called Aaron. He didn't have a Roman equivalent. Okay. Um, from what I can tell. Like his some of the names did just go over. Yeah. Um the biggest thing is like uh Hercules is actually the Roman pronunciation. Yeah. I believe Hercules. It's like, Heracles. Heracles. There's like it's fully like the the Greek way. It's like saying octopodes. Yeah. Like because uh, um, octopi is actually the Romanized way of I, I heard somebody uh, say octopodes today instead of octopodes, and I wanted to throw my phone. Octopodes no so um <laughs> You got that one wrong. Yes. Thank uh, you. Number six. Okay. True or false? Each planet has at least one moon. False. Yeah, I'm going to go with false. I don't think every planet has a moon. I could be very wrong, but I don't think. I don't think Mercury. Maybe Mercury does. It doesn't matter. I said false. Final answer. Final answer? Yes. Do you want to guess how many don't and which ones don't? Um, I don't think Mercury does. I could be very wrong. I don't think it does. Um, I'm going to go with Mercury. I'm going to go with, yeah, let's throw Venus in there. I don't know if Venus has any moons. Mercury, Venus, and Uranus. Final answer. Ur Uranus, I guess, technically, um, is how it's pronounced. Yes, final answer. I almost was going to give you a bonus point there. Oh, really? Was that close? You're close, except for the fact that Uranus has moons. Okay. Mercury and Venus are the only planets without moons. Dang. Oh, so I had it right, except for Uranus. It, okay. I'm going to, I'm actually this, and I know people are going to like, nerd me in the comment yeah it's uranus okay it's silly it sounds funny never in the greek or roman pronunciation was it uranus it was only ever pronounced uranus by an old guy on tv who did not want to say uranus because he wanted to seem more distinguished as he was reading it and so he said uranus instead of uranus it is just uranus are you sure yes 
I'm going to have to fact check you, but I'll do it later. At you could definitely fact check me. But as I was saying earlier, I really like watching clips from Late Night with Seth, Me Seth Meyers. Yeah. And he has a Friday show called Corrections where he looks at um, YouTube comments and like uh, he calls them jackals because mm -hmm. they hop on every little small thing and just try and devour him for it. Yeah. Um, and he'll respond to people. And um, he was saying there was a bit about Uranus and having better pictures of it. Um, and people were commenting on how he should have said Uranus and not Uranus. And then he um, he brought up the fact that some old new, uh, old old guy on the news said it that way and everything. So oh. that's where I'm getting my information from. Yeah. And it's from a TV show called Corrections. You feel like yeah. they would like do their proper fact checking. Yeah, I'm 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 sure they did, and I'll take your word for it. Uh I didn't know either way. I just felt like Uranus sounded more like a Roman god than Uranus. But I will take yours and the Seth Meyers guy's word for it. And probably the whole fact checking team. Anyways, um, that was number six. You got that one right. Uh, no bonus point, but uh, we're good. Um, number seven. What is the scientific name of our sun? Oh, oh, I don't like scientific names. Um, Sol Galeo. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the scientific name of our sun, isn't it? No, I feel like it's longer. Mother trucker. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to go soul. Because uh, that... I know that that is... There's Latin roots for soul. But I know that's probably longer. But that's what I'm going with. Because I'm done thinking. Final answer. <laughs> Matt, that is incorrect. Dang. It is true in many science fiction and other kinds of fictions that the sun is referred to as soul. Mm -hmm. But the scientific name for the sun for in our solar system is just sun. No, no, it's not. I swear to you. I, because I double-checked and NASA says it's just called sun. Oh, I hate this. Like hate our, our moon is called Luna. Yeah. Our sun is called sun. Why would you why would you do a bunch of Roman slash Greek slash Latin based names for everything but not call the sun soul? I uh, mean it, it's very similar to how in like a, a lot of other like like if you're in space, like in Marvel, they call it uh Terra yeah. instead of Earth. But like you 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 want to sound some cool scientifically sci-fi name for your son? You're gonna go with Soul. Yeah, but you could have even called it like Helios, like the god that chariot the sun across the sky. Like right, but Helios is not the, the sun. Yes, but Helios just charioted the sun. Jupiter's not the planet. He's the god. <laughs> Don't, don't yell at me. I didn't name them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I'm annoyed at, at, at NASA and everybody who works there. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it sucks. 
Life's life. I do think it's stupid, by the way. I Thank you. <laughs> I know you're being just <laughs> mean. I have to be facetious to keep up the character. Why? Why not just name it something cool? Like you're right. Like <laughs> you could have, you could have named it like Garbatrax the Destroyer. Like you could have literally named it anything, and it would have been better than Sun. Like, <laughs> come on. All right, I'm sorry. We can move on. Rant over. Uh, question number eight. Where in our universe would you find the Kuiper Belt? The Kuiper Belt? Yes, and I'm willing to spell that for you if you'd like me to. I'm assuming it's K-Y-P-E-R. Close. K-U-I-P-E-R. Okay. Is that just like another name for Orion's Belt? Nope. We'll give you that one for free. I was actually, I was kind of hopeful. Um, okay. The, where in our universe? You do understand. This is an impossible question to guess. You're right. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Where in our solar system? In our solar See, that's better. Because our universe is infinite and ever expanding. Okay. In our solar system. Wow, that's a that's a loaded question because there's we are only a small portion of the solar system, right? Or are we the whole thing? We're not the whole thing. No, Galileo, we are not at the center of the solar system. Yeah, okay. Because we are the solar system, but then Outside of it is the Milky Way galaxy. Like it's solar system galaxy. Yes. Or solar system nebula, then galaxy. Our solar system is our sun and the yeah. planets that orbit it. Okay. That's like solar sun system. Okay. And this belt is in our solar system? Basically, I'm asking... In between what planets do you find this belt? See, that's that's a little easier. Thank you for making me dumb down these questions <laughs> to the fairest of bones. It is 12.50 in the morning, Cotter. And whose fault is it that we're recording this late? <laughs> my cars. It's not mine. My car broke down. What am I supposed to do? Um, Get home? I tried. I really did. Okay. It is in between... Saturn and Uranus. Final answer? Uh, yeah, final answer. That is incorrect. Dang it! Ah, alright. I do believe that there is an asteroid field around that area. I could be wrong. I think it might actually be between Jupiter and Saturn. Um, but the Kuiper Belt specifically is located in between Neptune and Pluto. Dang it. All right. Alrighty. Number nine. Mm. There is a hypothetical additional planet in our solar system that is said to have a mass 10 times that of Earth and an orbit that could take around 20,000 years to be completed. 
What have scientists nicknamed this planet? Uh, 20,000 years. That's That would be a long day. I mean, I know there's the... the That's a year, but... Day, but yeah, like that, that would be a long year. 20,000 years is one year. Um, <laughs> sorry. They have nicknamed it Earth 2. Listen, I've already lost a quiz. It is it is 1 a.m. I am just Earth 2, final answer. Because he said it was similar in size. So there it is. You think the planet that has a mass 10 times that of Earth orbit? Oh, you said 10 times. I'm sorry. Jupiter 2. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a, uh, a math problem for you. It is 10x parentheses Earth per and end parentheses 2. Final answer. Final answer. I'm confident on this one. You love just being so close to the right answer. In the dumbest ways possible. Oh no, what? Its nickname is both, like, both have, oh, I found this referred to as both of these of Planet Nine. Okay. And Planet X. Uh, nice. That's cool. That's cool. I want to live on Planet X. That's where Alien X is from. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want to go there. Gang, gang. Number 10. <laughs> what gives Neptune its blue coloring? The atmosphere. It, oh, is there something in the atmosphere that I'm supposed to be more specific on? <laughs> Considering my phrase was going to be, can you be more specific? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, Neptune clearly has some sort of. I'm pretty sure Neptune is mostly gas. It's a lot of gas. I. Uh, it's a lot of gas. I think it's not as gassy as Uranus. Sorry. Oh, got him. Um, the gas on Neptune that gave it its color is. Can I look at the periodic table? <laughs> no. Dang it. We just did a quiz on this a while ago. The, looking at it's not going to help you. It's not on the periodic table? Not necessarily. Uh, how, who, who would, how am I supposed to know this? Okay. The thing that gave... Neptune, the blue color is the water on the surface is reflecting the ice on the surface is reflecting through the atmosphere because of the sun and it looks like the gas is the gas surrounding the planet is blue. Final answer. Matt, that is incorrect. 
What? I that's scientifically plausible. All right, tell me the answer. It's not as plausible as the fact that there is a high amount of methane in the atmosphere. Mm. And that's what causes it to be blue. So in a before the planet was abandoned, it was just a cow farm. Just, uh, just full cow. of cow farts. Full of cows. Like think of as many cows as you can think of. Mm. It's at least double that. And then add at least two more. Um, So that was a good quiz. I do like space and I appreciate the learning opportunity. Is there a bonus question? There is a bonus question. And as always, it's only slightly related to the actual quiz itself. (laughs) Yeah. Matt, stars are in space. That's factual. Yes. Yep. That is true. Your star sign is a cancer. Yeah. How many stars make up this constellation? Oh, why do you do this to me? Again, d- unless I studied stars, like the freaking astrological science extensively, why would I know this? All right. Because, because it's a little crab, little crabby boy. Um, because it's the month of July in which my birthday resides. I know there's technicalities on Julius Caesar and all Augustus Caesar and all those dumb yahoos. Um, I'm going to go with seven stars because it's the seventh month. In case you didn't catch my logic. Final answer? Final answer. That is incorrect. Frustrating. Yes, yes it is. Especially because there's only five stars within Cancer Sign. That's my favorite number too, man. Should have guessed it. I should have. Well, sorry, Matt, that you did not win this week, but hey, good news is you're still 24 or 20 clever four. What if I what if I just lose for the rest of the year uh, and stay twenty clever for for the whole year? That would be a feat, honestly. It would be it would be funny, but what I probable. Um, you are too hyper competitive to let that happen, though. That's true, and I would be more mad at you about this quiz if I wasn't uh, literally falling asleep right this second. <laughs> uh, in in fairness to me, I designed quiz to be maybe at six or seven o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> or in the evening yeah not 1 a.m yeah yeah speaking of 1 a.m um it has nothing to do with this actually um so about a year ago one one year hot see the connection um about a year ago uh i saw an owl for the first time in the wild uh, uh-huh. my entire life. Never seen an owl before, ever. I've heard them. Uh, I've seen them in like zoos and stuff like that. In the wild, though, never seen one. I'm stealing this a little bit from another podcast called The Picky Boys. Um, they're probably more famous than us. They are definitely more famous than us, but it's okay 
because it was a really good uh, it was a really good question. How many owls would you have to see in one in one day or or I, even like a week? Uh, how many owls would you have to see before you started thinking that something was wrong? In a week? Yeah. A day, a week, a year. How, like, how many owls would be like, that's unnatural. That's That shouldn't be happening. If I see one owl, that's that's cool. Right. If I see two owls, like within a week, mm-hmm. unless I see them together, I'm probably going to assume they're the same owl. Right. What if it's two completely different owls, though? Like, you can tell they're two different. Even then, it's like, oh, cool. There's another owl. It kind of yeah. makes sense. Like, I saw one owl, so there's probably more owls around. Hmm. Um, three owls within a week. Pretty, pretty, like, okay. Like, I mean, I've seen that many deer before. I know, like, deer have a bigger population, but it's like, I guess that tracks for me. I guess. Uh, <laughs> four. I'm going to start getting suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Four, like if, if four days in a row I see like, a single owl. Yeah. Like that's how I'm thinking about it. It's like I've I've four days in a row I've seen one single owl. And it's yeah. been a different owl every single time. It's like, okay, that's a little weird. Day five, I'm fully worried. Like, you're like calling, you're calling everybody. <laughs> like I think it's the like, world- anyone else see an owl recently? <laughs> like I would definitely be asking my brother, like, hey man, have you seen an owl like anywhere around near where we live yeah it's like i don't think they like people very much mm. like i think they're like more isolated creatures and like i mean i'm not in a city but like i'm in a decently populated neighborhood yeah so like four slash five is like you're like i'm worried there's something wrong there's four yeah. i'm worried five something's definitely up Okay, so for me, up until last year, I would have said one. Like one would have been my what is going on. Like I would have, I would have instantly been suspicious. But now that I've seen an owl in the wild for the first time, it's not. It was just like a little guy. It was just a little fella just sitting there, staring at me. Um, so it didn't seem as weird to me now that I knew that they were not mythological creatures. Um. Now that I've thought about it, I would say in the span of, let's say, a week and one is appearing every day. And I know it's a different one every day. Like first one, I'd be like, that's really cool. I saw an owl. It's very rare to see an owl unless you're like actively looking for them. Day two. That's so freaking cool. I saw two owls like this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm lucky. I must be, I must be, I must be getting lucky. I should go hit the lottery. Day three. This is getting a little weird. Am I going to get a Hogwarts letter soon? A really late Hogwarts letter? I don't know. Day four. Okay. Full panic. Like I'm, I'm already going into my bunker shutdown mode completely. Um, I'm calling people, telling them I love them. The world is going to end. By day five, if the world hasn't ended, I will probably be dead from just severe panic. Um, so I guess I'm around the same timeline as you, but like I'm suspicious after like owl two. Why are you scared? Because you don't see owls. Like like they're 
like you said, they tend to be very isolated. They it's like it's like I've I've seen more bats in my lifetime than I have owls. You know what I mean? Like bats well, like, are nighttime creatures, and so are owls. I guess most of the time. But like, are you worried that like the owls mean something is going down? Right, like or some sort of omen where the where the birds are abandoning their usual tendencies. Got it. Because like. I think I could fight an owl. Oh yeah, no that uh, they have some nasty claws though. Like, they got they some got... nasty claws, but if an owl comes at me, I can probably hit it pretty hard. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't say no. I'm not worried about them attacking me. I'm not worried about fighting them. I think it's like um, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where all the dolphins like left or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. It's it's been a long time since I've read the book or seen the movie, but um, all of them just like left the planet, and it was like this big weird like omen, and then obviously things went to garbage. Excuse me. After that, and the the events of the thing unfolded, but like the omen at the beginning of the book, or like the the telling of something bad is happening, was the dolphins left, and they were like singing songs, and so I I don't remember again fuzzy but i like this to me this would be an omen because you don't see rare creatures on a regular basis if that makes sense unless you're looking for them you know what would scare me if i saw it in the woods what sasquatch yeah that again super rare creature uh if you saw sasquatch and especially on more than one occasion i would be I would be full panic after day two. I think there's only one instance where I wouldn't be absolutely terrified if I saw Sasquatch. And what is that? Uh, that's if I went over to Puzzle Room Pittsburgh and tried their amazing escape room called Seeking Sasquatch. <laughs> you know what's really that's weird? That's right. I just segued into the ad for this I'm week. so tired that I didn't even realize that was going to be a segue. Uh. This week, we, uh, we are again partnering with Puzzle Room Pittsburgh to offer you an incredible deal of $5 off uh, per person if you use the code GARLICBOY at checkout. Um, that includes not only their Seeking Sasquatch room, you can also do the study, which is a mysterious library inside a mysterious mansion, and the Escape the Undead room, which if you are a fan of horror, zombies, and jump scares, is an incredible opportunity for you to do that as well as solving puzzles. Um, each of these rooms are exhilarating and are expertly um, crafted with props and other details to make you really feel immersed inside the world. Uh, again, if you use our code GARLICBOY at checkout for $5 off per ticket to mystery, excitement, and endless fun, just visit the website at www.puzzleroompgh.com and use the code GARLICBOY at checkout. You can use the link in the bio to get over there, and you can even book online right there. So don't you miss out on the ultimate escape and book now. I think I think once we do uh, our little thing that's going on... Um, wink, 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 wink. Um, I'm going to take my mom down. So I, I invited her, uh, to come down and do the Sasquatch room. Uh, cause I really want to do the Sasquatch room. Wink, 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 wink. 
Um, and she said that she wasn't able, but then she was like, I really want to do another uh, escape room. So maybe we could go down another time. I was like, yes, she's not going to want to do the zombie one. So I think I'm going to have to do if it's still there. Cause I know they do like new rooms every once in a while. Right. The, from what I, from what I know, just from communicating with them, the study is going to be replaced soon. So, well, uh, if we don't get to it, then maybe we'll f- we'll do the replacement of the the study. But um, the study probably would be the go to if uh, I took my mom slash parents. I don't know if my dad would do it again. Matt, are you are you good if I uh, do a topic now, or do you want to yeah. keep talking about owls? Because <laughs> I kind no. of shoehorned the the partner in there. <laughs> no, let's let's get a let's get rid of the owls topic. Um, I'm gonna send you a photo. Okay. Um, uh, let me know when you get it. Um, so it is uh, the award season going on right now. Um, I call it that uh, because that's what it's called. Uh, you, we, we recently just had like um, the Golden Globes, People's Choice Awards, the Governor's Award, Emmys. All of that happening at the same time, and pretty soon at the end of the month, we are going to be getting the Oscar nominations, and the Oscars are going to be held in March 10th this year. What I have sent you, though, are the last 25 years of the highest-rated movies and then eventually TV shows tracked by um, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, at least that's my understanding of what this picture is. Um, and so these are the Golden Tomato Awards. Um, given out to these movies, I don't, I don't know if they're the highest rated actually because of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I feel like isn't the highest rated movie of 2011, but it could be. Right. Um, but uh, I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted you to look at this list and see if there's anything that immediately jumps out to you. Um, and like, um, if we if we look at like uh, 1999 is the first year on here. We look at 1999 to um, like those early 2000 years. A mm. lot of them are animated movies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I think I think that's mostly because um, those were those were like innovations in animated technology. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit. They're more of like a claymation stop motion style um but like disney and pixar man was crushing it actually i think all of these are pixar um chicken run and wallace and gromit i believe are disney uh or um dreamworks yeah but yeah. all of those animated movies uh except animated those two movies and all Zootopia the way to are pixar yeah all the way to 2010 is is pixar That's- um so what I'm going to do is uh, have you look over it, see what you like, if there's any you adamantly disagree with or agree with for that year and everything, mm-hmm. um, or if like you don't think that they're that great of a movie. I'm going to read through it for everyone just so they uh, they can see what we're looking at and understand it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to do this quickly and as uh, as less least boring as possible. <laughs> okay. um, so starting with 1999, we have Toy Story 2. Then next year is Chicken Run. Then Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Then uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Then Finding Nemo. Then The Incredibles. 
then Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were Rabbit, then Casino Royale, then Ratatouille, then Wally, then Up, then Toy Story 3, then Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, then Argo, then Gravity, mm-hmm. then Boyhood, Mad Max Fury Road, Zootopia, Get Out, Black Panther, Avengers Endgame, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Spider Man No Way Home, Top Gun Maverick, and finally with 2023 is Oppenheimer. Okay. First thing that jumps out at me, and I'm actually really upset about um, the third Lord of the Rings movie, not on there. Um, the third Lord of the Rings movie, Return of the King, is the highest rated, the most well loved of all three of the movies. And I understand that it was competing with like freaking Finding Nemo, I guess, but it is it is the the most loved that's like putting the first two episode one and two of star wars on there and then not putting the revenge of the sith on there doesn't make any sense because revenge of the sith is arguably but mostly factually the best of the three so here's why this was finding nemo has a 99 percent critic score Ooh, Finding Nemo's good. It's great, even. Return of the King only has a 94. Ugh, that's disappointing. That's very disappointing. Because, like, okay, Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, fantastic movies. They're, the, the whole trilogy is solid. It is so solid. But Return of the King is is debatably the best of the three, and it's disappointing that the first two won, but not that one. But Finding Nemo, I guess. There is there's a lot to be desired when it comes to the Rotten Tomatoes metric. Yeah. Because it isn't as straightforward as, oh, 94% of people liked it. Because it's only um, 94% of people rated it fresh. Okay. So, um, it doesn't have like the nuance sort of like of a star rating system as like other systems have. Um, and so like it's whether or not it's fresh or rotten, 94% of critics said it was fresh. You have 17 that uh, say it's rotten. Um, uh, here's one from the London evening standard. Uh, Vigo Mortensen's Aragon is the good king of, uh, is the good king of the title. And while the actor may look fetching in a crown and cloak, he doesn't have half the gravitas of Sean Bean's Boromir in the first film. And so it got a rating of two out of five, and it was deemed rotten. Okay. That infuriates me. Um, All of these, apparently I didn't watch movies from 2012 to 2014, because I've never seen Argo, Gravity, or Boyhood. But um, every other movie on this list, except for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, I've never seen. Um, uh, I can understand these were really good movies. Mad Max Fury Road, man. Oh, Argo, I don't have much information on Ben Affleck in a movie. Usually I've heard good. good things. Um, Gravity is Sandra Bullock and George Clooney stuck in space outside of their space shuttle. Ooh. Okay, that sounds and good. Boyhood 
is a very experimental indie film um, that followed a real life boy growing up for 10 years. Okay. And so they started filming the movie in 2004, I believe, and like followed him as he grew up from that age to whatever age he was in 2014 and everything like that. Yeah. They, uh, for the listeners, they started doing shows in 2014. Yes. Um, as well. Jane the Virgin was in 2014. Better Call Saul, Atlanta, uh, Al. Alas, Grace. Yes. Homecoming, Watchmen, which is the new series, not the movie. Obviously, I'm talking about TV series. Uh, I May Destroy You, WandaVision, House of the Dragon, and The Last of Us in 2023. Hmm. Interesting stuff. I, I know Jane the Virgin was huge, and I also know Better Call Saul was a really good spin-off of the uh, Breaking Bad series. So, so uh, Better Call Saul, I've watched uh, maybe half the series. Okay. Just because I, I lost the ability to watch it because um, I didn't have Netflix for a little while. I think it's an incredible series. I think about Bob Odenkirk is an incredible actor. Yes. Um, it, it's finally uh, finished its run. Not finally. It's unfortunately finished its run. Um, it was never given an award. Hmm. Um, and it's sort of criminal because this show is so good. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of really what I wanted to talk about based off of this. Like these, it's not an award. It's a golden tomato. It's just them like acknowledging that these are the highest rated movies and TV shows. Right. Um, with, with the Emmys this year for TV specifically, that's what the Emmys are. Um, most of the shows that uh, most of the awards of the night only went to three different shows. Really? Yeah. And so it, um, from what I understand, it was Beef, Succession, and The Bear. I've never even heard of any of those. Um, the Bear is actually very good. If you have Hulu, you should watch it. Okay. Uh, it's Jeremy Allen White. And oh, no, I'm going to say her name wrong. Ayo. And... Um, let me look it up. Let me look it up so I can say it right, because she deserves for me to say it right. Okay. Yeah, I've. I is that the chef one? Yes. He's in. Okay. It is. I owe a debt. You know they put they put the pronunciation right there, and it doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. not how words work. I'll I'll see if I can help you. Ao. Ao. Edibiri. I'm gonna say Edibiri. Yeah. Ao okay. Edibiri. She is an incredibly funny actress. Um, if you watched the new Ninja Turtles, uh, she was um, the voice of April O'Neil in that. Oh, nice. Oh, she was also in... Who is she in Across the Spider-Verse? She's also in Big oh, Mac. Is she, is she Spider-Bite? Glory is who she was. I don't know who Glory is, if I'm being 100% honest. Glory across the Spider Verse. It's probably one of the spiders, but Glory Grant. Um, no, she was in the band that uh, Gwen is in. Uh, the Mary Janes. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah. Did you know that's what their band was called? Yeah, I saw it on the drum, uh, okay. but I forgot that until this moment. <laughs> um, um, but she she and Jeremy Allen White are the main leads on that. Um, it's it won awards as a comedy, but um, the one episode I think it's called Seven Fishes. Um, wildly dark comedy of this episode. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like stacked with guest stars. Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, uh, sorry, it's one thirty in the morning. What's his face from Punisher? Uh, John Bernthal. Yeah, John Bernthal. <laughs> um, uh, Sarah Paulson, John Mulaney, um, and a few others, as well as the main cast. Um, I don't know if you know who Maddie Matherson is. He's a cook on on the internet. Um, very funny guy. Um, he's not a cook on the show, and it's hysterical. Because <laughs> like he's the only one of the cast that's like a professionally trained chef. And he doesn't cook a single thing. <laughs> um, but the the controversy, not controversy, but like people took note of like, hey, these three shows won most of the awards, and it's not a terrible thing. It's just like a why. And yeah. when you look at it, the Bear is an incredibly great show. From what I can tell about Secession, it's a great show. And I didn't watch Beef, um, but it had Ali Wong and Steven Yun in it. Oh, yeah. And they're both incredible in their own ways um, and put them together, and I'm sure it's great. And so um, there was just people that were upset about only these three shows getting most of the awards, and especially that Better Call Saul didn't get any uh, any awards. Um, but I think it's good to look at other things than just what the big award shows are, are giving out. Um, though Golden Globes and <laughs> People's Choice Awards also went to most of them. Um, Io actually, she won a Golden Choice, or her first Golden Globe, Emmy, and People's Choice Awards all in the same week. Wow. Um, and, um, but other great shows that won awards this week are like, um, Quinta Brunson won for Best Actress in a Comedy Series for Abbott Elementary. Um, uh, you know what? I, I'm fully blanking on everything else. That's uh, okay. I, I don't want to look it up. Um, I, 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 no. feel like, I feel like sometimes uh, it kind of turns in... I feel like sometimes it kind of turns into a popularity contest, if that makes sense. Like, kind of like... Kind of like some other competitions that I have been a part of, where it wasn't, it was, it was not really fair uh, in in how things were awarded. And I'm not saying that the people who were awarded didn't deserve recognition and maybe even awards, but I feel like there were other, and I'm saying other objectively better things in some instances uh, that deserved the award over it. But that's it's all opinion based, I guess. I think the the big thing that I want to encourage people is don't look at just the big awards. Yeah. Um, look at like the smaller awards. There there's a reason why it's called awards season. Um, it's not just about who wins the Emmys or the Oscars and things like that. There are other reasons why movies are good and why TV shows are good. Um if you're watching um a film and it says like it was 
best picture at the Sundance movie festival. Like those festivals are a bunch of independent movie creators typically or smaller budgets and more like things like that. And if it's, if it wins there, that's usually a sign that's a very good movie. Yeah. Um, the Cannes film festival, um, even even like um the golden globes they're 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 not it's, it's a bigger show like people know what i mean when i say it but like it's not one of the biggest like the biggest honor for movies and televisions is emmy and oscars golden globes honors both of them at the same time and so like it's 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 big but it's not the biggest and so like um look at the smaller awards that, that uh, win because those also can hold weight behind them. Look at the BAFTAs, especially mm. um, that's, that's an award show. I feel like doesn't get enough love, especially here in the United States. Um, but also if you like a movie, that's like, that's, that's something you like. It doesn't have to be an award winning movie. Yes. Yep. And also an award winning movie doesn't have to be, it isn't always a great movie. Yeah. I hate Top Gun. I hate both of them uh, quite a bit, and they were I, on here. They were award-winning. I don't know if they actually won any actual awards, um, but it was received. The Maverick was received insanely well. Um, it was it, the highest-rated movie of last year. I mean, yeah, like it was. It, I heard objectively it was a good movie. I don't enjoy them. I, I I just there I don't like Tom Cruise and I think that's part of my bias in the movie, but I just the story isn't really there for me. What I think we should do before we go, um, not do this before we go, but I want to pose a prompt to you. Oh, <laughs> I hate that word. Um, a idea to you. Um, we should do either a a special episode or a Patreon episode of like our golden globes or our Emmys or uh, awards, our garlic boy awards for 2023. Um, And that can be shows, movies, actors, stuff like that. I think it would be a really cool, uh, cool thing to record. Um, We'd obviously have to come pre-prepared. I don't think we could wing it, Um, but I think it'd be kind of fun. That'd be something fun to throw over on the Patreon. Let uh, let us know if you would like to 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 hear that from us. Um, we'll put it up over there. Heck yeah. Um, speaking of the Patreon, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Garlic Boys. If you'd like to hear from more from us, you can always check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, see when we make new posts, and always follow us to um, be sure that you don't miss out on new episodes or new announcements. Um, head on over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash garlicboyproductions to uh, be able to support this show as well as TGB One Shots um, and help us create more content for you as well as get exclusive content over there. If you subscribe at $3 a month, that is just the, like, hey, we want you guys to keep doing what you're doing. But $10 a month does get you those bonus episodes. So make sure you go over there and support us with as much as you can. Uh, every cent over there is highly appreciated. Um, do head on over to the Redbubble as well, even if it's just to check out the designs we have and give them a like. Or if you really think like, oh, I should really get those socks with that logo on it. That's sick. Go ahead and purchase yourself some. Help us uh, support us in that way as well with some merch. 
And finally, go on over to youtube.com slash thegarlicboys and watch full-length video episodes of the podcast over there. You can see the fun backgrounds, smiling faces, and other things like that inside those videos. Matt, do you have a supplementary mom report for this week? I do. Dang it. I do. Um, Eve, the first mother, uh, she was... a. You know what? She was just she was just doing her own thing, you know, doing doing what she felt was right and it was wrong, but she you know she brought us here in a very long and convoluted indirect way. Uh we are here today because of the mistake that she made. So, thank you, Eve. <laughs> uh, Laced with sarcasm. <laughs> Mine is Hera Sindula. Hey, yeah, I love that. Because uh, we were talking about Mary Elizabeth earlier, so shout out to Hera. They could not have picked, I'm sorry, they could not have picked a better actress for Hera. They did really good on all of the so actors they picked for that show. So good. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Anyways, uh, Matt, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? No, I don't, actually, surprisingly. Awesome. Well, on that note, uh, hey, everyone, guess what? Uh, remember, as always, stay garlic. garlicky. Hey, watch me. Watch me, watch me poke Knives' finger. Don't wait for it. Don't touch her. She's 17. Look. Matt, she's 17. You can touch people that are underage. You just can't touch people. Wow. <laughs> I, I poked her finger. Come on.